the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hey, my friends, we are here again for another two-hour show of Come Together San Diego. And, you know, I guess you know, as a believer, music has played a big role in your life. It may be praise and worship music, or even in the day B.C., before Christ, um, rock and roll music may have played a big role in your life. We're going to connect these dots here like never before, because my guests in this first hour, you will love uh, the music that he has been involved in. You may know the name, you may not. Some people in San Diego know his name because he's pretty well known in the percussion uh, industry. His name is John Clotter. His wife, Sandy Clotter, they are will with me here. Hey, John. How you doing? And Sandy, beautiful Sandy. Good evening. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, the birth of rock and roll. And I kind of pitched this to the, the people that we're going to talk a little bit about the birth of the rock and roll and also the rebirth of John Clotter. Amen. So, so Amen. That, yeah. that, that's, yeah. that's really the pivotal time. That's, that's the one that's written in the Lamb's Book of that's Life. That's right. The rock and roll thing. Eh, maybe, God maybe uses maybe. everything. <laughs> but you know, with, with such an illustrious mm-hmm. past as you've had, John Clotter and, and Sandy along with you as well, but uh, the illustrious past you've had as a drummer in, in the rock and roll industry, you actually saw the birthing of rock and roll from what was what was before the kind of the jazz flavor what was before rock and roll uh, would you say well the folk scene folks, i was folks a jazz song. player though i was playing jazz all over the sunset strip yes. and then i saw the rock and roll come in and uh well not only saw it you had a big part I was in the beginning of it yeah with the wrecking crew which was doing most of the records the studio stuff and just hanging out with these guys i was just where i was living in the, in the hollywood hills all these guys are living there too. So it just kind of unfolded doing these studio dates. Uh, for, first, uh, my first gig was really with uh, Mickey Mouse Show with Walt Disney. I started doing television and with Ricky Nelson, and I did a bunch of television shows. But at 17, I did my first record date, and I was hooked. I said, this is what I want to do. But I ended up touring with the Mamas and Papas, number one band in the world, uh, f- because of the Wrecking Crew going out, and then doing all these records with all these artists that – yeah, Millions of records are being sold all yes, over yes. the world. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in the next segment. But imagine this, my listening friend, rock and roll newly developing. It's kind of like uh, a lot of people were, you know, were practicing guitar in their garages or drums and things like that. All of a sudden they had an opportunity to express themselves. And a few of those musicians rose to the top. And John, what was it that stirred you to get involved with drums in the first place? Well, I wanted to play drums when I was a later age. But you were beating on uh, Yeah, I was playing drum, beating on the table. And I, started, <laughs> and I went to Hollywood to take drum lessons and it just opened up. But I want to say something. I started chasing God as I was chasing, in those days, drums. And I think everybody had this has a spiritual hunger. They don't realize it. But actually, my dad challenged me when I had to play drums, worried about my lifestyle being in that music business. So I actually started chasing God at the same time I was chasing music. Yes, now, but the, the focus 
kind of varies when you're uh, uh, kind of heading into a new relationship with God. Sometimes you're focusing on, yeah, I love God. Oh, yeah, but I love music, and I love the action that's attached to it. That's Talk right. about that imbalance or that challenge. Yeah, yeah I was just learning, exactly, because and, and that rock and roll scene just fell. I just fell into it. But I know God knew the future. God really opened up these doors for me because I was hungry but you're right. I, I was ups and downs with my. I, I'll tell you, I had a huge conversion later on. I'll tell you about. Yeah, well, we'll it's dig into very that. powerful, and, and we're going to have Sandy tell some stories about that. And you hold him to the line, okay, Sandy? I will. I will. <laughs> you know, you, so early on, and I want to relate this to you, my listening friend. No matter you know uh, what your love for in in the secular world happens to be or have been. God has been stirring you for a long time to woo you to him. And there may have been instances where you have pursued whatever career it was, but in your back down deep in your heart of hearts, you know that God is there kind of wooing you as well. So a lot of the story that uh, John Clotter is going to be sharing with you, you can go, I kind of thought that way too, but it may not have been drumming and rock and roll. It may have been uh, real estate or it may have been uh, whatever uh, discipline you embraced or school. So, yes. John, let's take it a little bit further here. Here you have this dual call going on. And so the the woo of uh, literally Hollywood and the, the uh, lure of uh, music, you are a lover of music, you always have been. So what did that look like? Well, I just fell into it, the Hollywood scene uh, because the musicians I was doing with this one band. I did the Disney thing. We started doing television and I met other people and I just got thrown into the Hollywood scene doing nightclubs. And doing recordings, I fell in with, with Phil Spector, who was we kind of grew up us together uh, as young guys, and and I think the Lord just put me there for a reason. I just fell into it. But then there was the pressure of being right on and studying and going to school and studying music and going through the rock scene and yes. working nightclubs at night, and uh, it was just a, a wild scene. So well, it's the the way it sounds, and I know that this isn't accurate. This is the way I'm hearing it. You just had a desire to play drums and, yes. and keep a beat, and all of a sudden you're in the thick of things. There was more to it than that. You had some natural skills, and as you look back, I, supernatural skills, but you also had some diligence applied to that. Talk about the yeah, diligence. I worked, I worked hard. I worked hard. I always tell young musicians, I worked hard. I worked hard. I worked hard, but God opened up the doors after the work. But I worked. I was a hard worker to get in that scene, to be in that L.A. scene, the competitiveness uh, but God opened me up, and yet he was setting my doors that were opening for me, and they just fell open. It's amazing how many doors fell open for me. Sure. And as you look back, even some of the challenges and tribulations, they had spiritual uh, overtones to them that would actually bring you to a more intimate relationship. Uh, yes, it did. But but uh, it was a, a lot of tempt- temptations going on. Not in rock and roll. No. Not, uh, not in Hollywood. Are you uh, kidding me? You know, I mean, really. Uh, but But, you know, that— Faith walk I was taking kept my feet steady, but I was I would go up and down. I was searching uh, for more and more, and uh, most of my time was just diligently doing music, studying, and I was so busy doing working day and night music. I was just and which was healthy in a lot of ways. You know, yes. I didn't have a lot of time just to lay down and pray around. Yes, but I was very serious about being the best I could be in my craft. I worked very hard. So concurrently, uh, Sandy Clotter, where were you at the time? You were doing, were you doing modeling and things? Is that what I heard? You were doing some things like that. Where were you at the time before you guys met or, or was, had you already met? Come on, Sandra. We, uh, we hadn't met yet when he was in the, with the mamas and papas. 
So, That's when you um, met him? I met him after that, I think around 68. Oh, yeah. and... Um, so before then, you, you had you a career in mind? What was going on with you? Well, actually, um, I had a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. so you, we... we God, but God was in the mix as well. But no, you not at all. Not for me. He was not in the mix. <laughs> okay. Well, so we're going to talk a little bit more about how all that came together and you met one another and you realized God was in the thick of that. Yeah. Well, I saw her on TV doing the Canada Dry commercials. See? So uh, I, I had a feeling she was yeah, she's so very modest she's about sh- that. She shies away yeah, from that. Yeah, yeah, Canada Dry. You want to sing the jingle for me? No. no. I don't she remember was, a jingle. Oh gosh, but there I must be a jingle. She was coming out of the pool, swimming pool. <laughs> I said, I'm going to marry that girl. No, I'm just, I used to see her, but no, she was on TV doing Yeah, and then you ran into like her in real life and all of a sudden. Yeah, that's it. Married. Yeah. Okay, so we've got a, about a minute or so left in this in this segment, and I wanted I wanted to turn this back to my listening our listening friends, John, and that is a lot of people are going through stuff, and they and, and they have a vision for their future, and it may or may not include God. So, from your perspective, you had, similarly you had God was kind of in the back of your mind there, and uh, so I want you to speak to these people right now that are have a vision that they want to be a great fill in the blank. And uh, I want you to encourage them that God wants to be in the mix, too, in the next minute. What I'm hearing about is faith, 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 uh, following the Lord day by day, every day. It's a day at a time going forward with hope. Yes. Because he knows the end. He knows the future. That's right. So, But, but also discipline. You, the discipline oh, that you use in becoming a master of your drumming work, trade. Work, work, work. But, but that was a discipline that you could apply to the faith yes. as well? To the faith, I loved what I was doing. I loved music, and I loved my faith. So yes. I, I really loved what I was doing. Best thing is to lo- do what you love you want to do. It's a miracle. Some people say I couldn't make a living what I was doing, but I, I did it. It was the Lord. You know, I just had a desire with all my heart. Yes. And he, I'd give him all the credit. He opened up the doors. Well, my listening friend, we're, we're just launching into some of the great uh, history of rock and roll that actually John Clotter was intimately involved in, and we're going to talk about some of the groups with whom he worked in the next segments, but I wanted to give you a little flavor of the guy and the wife, so that when we jump into this story, you'll go, okay, well, he said this back then, and I can identify with that, and God took him on a whirlwind path, and my friend, buckle up, because God has you for a whirlwind path as well, we just don't know exactly how it's going to go step by step, but the Bible talks about a man devises His steps and the Lord provides the way. So we're going to talk more about that in the upcoming segments. Well, welcome uh, to you. And I'm so happy that John and Sandra Clotter is joining, are joining me on Come Together San Diego. We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. My friends, I can't tell you how much I just love this topic. I mean, rock and roll, you know, I was kind of hanging around during rock and roll times as well, but I had no idea about the behind the scenes. You know, you tune in and here's a new record that hits the top 40. You go, this is fantastic. I love it. Without realizing that behind the scenes, there were groups of studio musicians playing a role in this. Isn't that right, John Clotter, who's my co-host for the hour? Yeah, we were all studio players. A lot of people didn't know that. We were kind of like the Motown bound, but the L.A. band. And and in early days, we we knew how to record. So we were backing all these groups, Buffalo Springfield, Righteous Brothers, 
Oh my! Uh, Annette Funicelli, Nancy Sinatra, my all the all the bands you'd listen to. Uh, so, Crosby, Stills, and Nash and Young, and my goodness. Well, one of the things that it strikes me, you guys were studio recorders, and it was called the Wrecking Crew, right? And you came in early into the Wrecking Crew, yes. And very so, early. so here, here you go. You get word from what your producer. Yeah, Phil Spector or and, whoever. And he would say, okay, we've got a gig here in Hollywood in this studio, and you don't really even know what the music is. You don't know what the sheet music looks like. We didn't even see the artist. We would get, we'd do the tracks, and then the artists would come in and fill it in. Yeah, but we were just good sight readers. We That's what we were trained to do. For, like when I did my first record date at 17, I joined the union. That's what I studied to do, to learn how to sight read. And and these are excuse, just phenomenal musicians that could sight read tunes, sight read, tunes we've never heard before, and yet get a sound. That was something about the sound of the Wrecking Crew. It had a sound. And there, as I have done a little bit of research into the Wrecking Crew, one of their monikers was they weren't all uptight. You know, sometimes when you get into the Hollywood business, you have to be a performer. It's got to be perfect. And so the Wrecking Crew took a complete, you know, they were skilled already, but they could just relax and do the thing and the synergy that you guys had. Talk about the synergy. It was you guys it was had. really a lane back. You're right because I remember doing some movie calls from us, and and use of those old movie bands. Everybody's so tense, but yeah, we we had fun together. We joked together, and uh, we were just having a ball doing all these record dates. I mean, day and night. You know what I'm saying? And then working clubs at night. It was just what a exciting scene it was. Man, I started looking at this list, yeah. and my friend, if you are in the middle age and beyond you will know these because you were in the thick of the rock and roll era uh, you know like mamas and papas and even dinah shore way back in the day and uh frank and nancy sinatra stuff and charlie rich if you're a country western person you'll appreciate charlie rich a dusty springfield and uh, uh and uh buff buffalo springfield so many things temptations the preems i did concerts with him also why why these bands would come. I performed with them. You see, not only the record dates, but I performed a lot with Nancy Sinatra, Frank. I went on tour with them for a presidential tour. So I, I did touring just a little bit because, because from and the Mamas and Papas, of sure. course, their number one record in the world when I went with them. Sure. But I was doing all this stuff at all at one time, doing movies, TV, most of the TV shows. Your Mary Tyler show. I was Mary, telling you, Mary Tyler Moore Donna Shore show. Oh my! Uh, I, I I did the uh, with. Ricky Nelson, Ozzy and Harriet show. I was doing movies with Annette Funicelli and Frankie Avalon. Plus, I was doing record dates. Partridge so, Family. I, I'm gonna. I want to inter, intervene here into your life. What's going on in your mind? I mean, all of us that are just sitting next to our radio, going, "Oh, that's a great song. That's wonderful." You know, and we 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 attach our thoughts to these songs, but behind the scenes, you are actually creating it. I mean, what's this like? I mean, you're brushing shoulders with people that we would go, "Oh." impossible that's fantastic yeah yeah what's this like well we get these lead sheets a lot of times and then right on the session put stuff together we just had to kind of put it together and we were just doing date after date going in out in all the studio like i said sometimes we saw the artist sometimes we didn't very they would come in after we did all the work so we were just doing that sound and and going from studio to studio was like a dream come true so let me ask you a question on the sound did you ever have a producer or individuals that go, that was okay because that's what's on a piece of paper. But what, do you guys have anything that's a little bit different or better? Do you do you have any of that? Well, the, uh, Phil Spector was was known for the wall sound. They call it the wall sound, which would just a lot of hours of re, redoing the, the, the band and band and, and over and over again. And the, the, the Wrecking Crew really had a sound. 
And you know, there were a lot of drummers. I wasn't the only drummer. I also played percussion. I played mallets, timpani. I did studio calls. And so we were all just going in and out, doing different stuff. So I didn't just stick the drums. I did all the percussion stuff, too. I was a percussionist. Well, so wild and crazy. Oh, it was. So can you give us a, a story one. or two about some of these things with your interactions with some of the top 40 artists? Well, you know, I, I was just. I just was reading a book about Graham Nash and, and realizing I, uh, Neil Young he used to come in a nightclub. This was when I was recording with Buffalo Springfield. We, I was doing a nightclub on Sunset Boulevard and Neil would come in and just hang out. And I didn't realize who he was at the time because I hadn't seen him yet. And then later on I did a session and I realized he was joining Crosby, Stills and Nash, which so I love that band Crosby, and Young. Stills, Nash and Young. So I'm on those dates. I'm just realizing that about those dates because a lot of the stuff is still coming. And then uh, with uh, with uh, the Carpenters doing a session at A&M Records, seeing her look through the window, and I'd been teaching her drums before you, you, that. Are you talking about Karen Carpenter? Karen Carpenter. I she taught her drums. teaching her drums? I taught her drums, and then I didn't realize who the, uh, this is before she started singing. Then I, I was doing a record date, and I saw her peek through the window. I said, what's she doing here? And she's doing an album. <laughs> I find out, and then the next boot doing the Carpenters. So, but but just just going out with Sinatra, with Nancy Sinatra doing presidential tours, that was amazing to, to me. You know, the, the, at the Astrodome when it's brand new doing this concert with the Fifth Dimension. You remember them oh, doing this whole concert tour? And then with the Mamas with Love and Spoonful doing the number one record touring. Uh, it, it was wild. And that was really wild. The touring was really wild. But I, I really wanted to do the studio stuff. That yeah. was my, my thing. Talk a little bit about the temptation that you, a person that is in a high profile, high visibility environment, the, the temptations, and I'm not talking about the group this time, folks. <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> the work. evil temptation. Yeah, yeah, there is. And Talk that, about those. Yeah, well, thank God I had this grounding in the Lord. You know, I, I was searching, but th- yeah, there's a lot of temptations, drugs, the whole the whole thing. Uh, I was around that, but I, I was able to survive that, get past that. And that's my, my testimony to young musicians. You know, I said, I'm still alive. Most of the guys are still alive, actually be, be, have gotten saved. They, they, oh, is that right? Yeah. I mean, so you're saying guys. God was right in the thick of that and you got to bear witness to that, but you were also in the flow when the Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit. But with the drugs came the occult, you know, yes. like in the English scene. Uh, so, but it was a spirituality. I think everybody's hungry for God. You know, when you get to know where people are really at and, and to meet these guys later on and they've all changed their life, they generally grow up and they mature, you know what I mean? And thank God they're alive. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So you can attest that as you observed in there, there were a number of people that had a God sensitivity. You know, one of the things I've observed in the rock and roll industry, a lot of the people had some church experience or, or parents were pastors or something like that, but, but they kind of shied away because it was too demanding or may, or here's one of the big sad things. And that is this kind of music a lot of the traditional church said, oh, you can't have that in a church environment. And I think the church kind of caused many pe- many powerful people to go to the secular environment instead of uh, the God environment. So uh, can you... Uh, yeah, you I agree with that. Like that? Uh, I agree with that. I, I, I Probably the next segment I'll share, but it's, it's, it's really amazing when I had this powerful experience, actually this heavenly experience. God put, uh, brought me into a heavenly experience and I want to share when I started sharing my faith in the studios, what happened. Oh, my, my. 
Yeah, so rock and roll got the uh, rock of ages and all of a Amen. sudden. Amen, that started happening, yeah. <laughs> Sandy Clotter, you were, did you enter the picture right about then or when he was yeah. doing um, the... I met him before he um, had that experience. So, okay, so what's going What's going on in his life and how were you influenced? Uh, how was he influencing you? How were you influencing him? And how was Holy Spirit influencing you both at this juncture? Well, I can say I was sort of, and over my lifetime, uh, we didn't really get brought up as Christians. Yeah. We went to church occasionally. And um, when I met John, he was going to church, and I couldn't, I couldn't quite grasp the idea of God first, me second. Oh. We had a struggle with that a little bit. And, um, oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, so what was happening then? You know, so, things are going um, on in your thought processes too. Well, I, I am um, honestly, um, I love. Uh, I we kind of come out of a Catholic background, and I loved the candles and all that stuff in a Catholic church, and that was always. Uh, I don't know. It felt good to me, mm-hmm. you know, the bells and smells. I think John Wimber <laughs> said, and I love that part of it, but I could not comprehend. Uh, when we were getting married, that um, I was going to be second to God. I couldn't. So it took me some time and the Holy Spirit, which came later on. Uh, you know, I kind of, he brought me to the church, but really not to Christ, a uh-huh. personal relationship. I would say my husband did that. But over the years, um, after we were married and stuff, that did happen. Yeah, that's going to come up. I mean, I had this experience with Evan. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about that in the yes. next segment. Yeah. My listening friend, I hope you're seeing some common denominators in your life. I mean, sometimes, you know, a lot of people think, well, it's called evangelistic dating. You, you know, we'll, we'll date and we'll hope the other person comes along. And perhaps you are on one side or another of that uh, strategy. The truth of the matter is, as God is wooing you and your partner or partner-to-be, he's wooing everybody to come closer to him. And what we do with it is what's really important. And uh, he put uh, John and Sandy together to uh, become a powerful team. But God may have another person in your life that God wants to make a powerful team. But here's the thing. You have to acknowledge him, the Lord himself, instead of keep shuffling him off to go, oh, yeah, like Sandy said, it was difficult for her to say, "Uh, well, I don't know. It should be me first and then God second. (laughs) And so she had to come to terms with that. And John was trying to be a good guy and share the truths of, of the Lord to encourage her to realize the priorities there. And so, my friend, you may be going through those challenges yourself. And so we want to encourage you as a believer or a new believer or an almost believer to realize the value in allowing God to take first in your life and all these other things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things that you have need of will be given unto you. We're going to d- tackle that uh, scripture in the next segment, and uh, John has some some heavenly experiences he wants to share with you that are supernatural, but they will stir you to the bone. We will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise.
Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Hey, my friends. Uh, we're back with John and Sandy Clotter, and uh, the, we're talking about the birth of rock and roll, but we're also going to be talking about the born-again experience of John and Sandy Clotter and uh, how God has infused himself in their life, and Holy Spirit has been uh, working the land ever since. <laughs> right, John? Amen for rock. <laughs> yes, yes. Jesus the rock. I like it. I like it. And we had just talked a little bit about the Wrecking Crew and the environment when all these different, you know, you've got Dion Warwick and Buffalo Springfield and, you know, Ricky Nelson was in the mix there with you with, and then the Mickey Mouse Club. Are you kidding me? All yeah. these different things. So you had a lot of things going on in the temporal. I mean, you were a very, very popular kind of guy, but also Holy Spirit was doing his thing in you. Yeah, when I got married, though, of course, and we started raising children, I started going after God even more. And now I have a partner yes. that, that we're starting to pray together, go to church. I was, But I was getting more hungry for the Lord. And so you had some heavenly experiences, and uh, and Sandy was a part of this, or at least observed this. Yeah, well, tell, she tell was with me. Well, we went on a, a, a kind of a retreat. We were up, up in Malibu, up in the hills there at a monastery, and uh, I saw this charismatic sister and and i end up going to my church to a, a holy spirit prayer meeting in north hollywood in a hall uh-huh. and i got blasted by the holy spirit i mean the holy spirit i had a heavenly experience the lord took me to heaven really and i came down a different person i i said this is real this is real first thing i thought about i was so high in heaven i thought this is what people are going through this is why they get in the drugs porn, uh 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 sex, yep. uh, whatever it is, this is what they're looking for, this presence of God. I'm only high as the holy high. You've heard that expression. Oh, and I was holy high. And when I came down, I was a different person. I was radical for Jesus Christ. Were you observing this all, all, in the, at this I time? I thought he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what happened is he got infected by Holy Spirit, and then he uh, yes. spread that yes. disease. And I'm, I'm being facetious, obviously, it's the yes. anointing. Yes. But, but he was able to spread that. And when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, my friend, uh, look out because you're going to slosh all over everybody. What happened? I was just, so I'm doing this, I'm doing these record sessions now. So I decided I'm going to talk about Jesus. So I thought, what's going to happen to me? I started talking about Jesus, found out a lot of these guys were believers around me. They were already me. believers. They were going to church on the way, you know, Jack oh, Haber Jack church. Haber, there was yes. a revival happening in Hollywood <laughs> at church on the way. People were getting saved. I mean, entertainers are getting saved. Their girlfriends were taken there. So here's this Jesus environment happening in the studios. And uh, so I start playing Jesus rock and roll, end up producing a record. I'll later doing an album, a Jesus rock and roll with all these studio players. In those days, they didn't have drugs in the studio, thank God. But guys would go out in their car, right? Mm -hmm. Well, guys would get out. We go and pray together. I mean, my life was completely upside down, hungry for Jesus. I was just... And I still am crazy for Jesus. Christ. So are you? Are Changed you? My whole are life. you still in contact with some of the crew, the wrecking crew people? Uh, some of them. Yes. Are Are any of them following the Lord? Uh you know, I, I think many of them were. Uh, uh, but I'm thinking of some of the stars, like the uh, the mamas and papas, uh, uh, Darty, who I room. I found out he came to the Lord. Uh, I, I 
I, I don't want to talk no. about some of these guys yes, publicly because a lot of them have come to the Lord. A yes. lot of these rock and roll bands have said, I just don't want to bring that well, out. No, I understand. But we were on fire for Jesus. That was a Jesus movement. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> the beginning it. of the Jesus. Beginning of the Jesus movement is when I got hit. So you you say that perhaps rock and roll even played a role in the, in the, the Jesus, Jesus movement. Oh, yeah. I, all these guys are getting saved in the studios <laughs> I was at. This is the scene you don't realize in Hollywood. There's a powerful scene there. But we were all getting saved. My, my, my. Now, I, let me reflect back on you, my, my, my listening friend. The issue is God can put you in a position of big success, but you have to keep the focus right or else you go awry. Isn't that right? Yeah, it's interesting. I started touring uh, Eastern Europe when the, when the curtain, communist curtain fell. They started bootlegging all of American music. They loved it. And I ended up doing 5,000 arenas, sharing my testimony about being uh, this music you love, but but I'm telling them when you get wealthy and you, you have money, whatever, it's not going to answer unless you know Jesus Christ in your heart. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what my message was there. So, Sandy, you were along. Did you go on these tours with him, or did you stay home? Or no, what was I happening? stayed home because we have a lot of children, and he. Oh, I uh, hear thirty or forty. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's a group of us now. We have nine children and um, seventeen grandchildren. Oh my. And four wonderful son-in-laws. We're very blessed. Yes, yes. yes. And so, so he was—he's touring. He's touring. You're at I'm home, at home, and you're having a newly inspired relationship with the Lord. What was this looking like? Well, it changed my life uh, when that happened because uh, before, before, actually, for reconciling and forgiveness, and um, we kind of grew up in a home where you, you didn't—not um, that there wasn't love. Um, but you didn't, uh, when you thought you were right, you didn't, you just stopped and walked off, you know. And I kind of was like that in our marriage. And uh, when, I mean, I didn't leave the family or anything yeah. like that, but still I would go off and pout, you want to say pout. And what happened when I met the Lord is I realized he is the thread. He's the first thing that keeps us together. And I didn't just have to answer to my husband, but I had to answer to the Lord for Ooh. my behavior. Say that again slowly. Okay. So mm. I didn't I didn't have to answer to my husband first. I had to answer to the Lord first. Wow. And um, so he would say, you know, you need to get over this and ask forgiveness and work things out. So I think that's one of the big things for me in my life. Well, I think, my friend, you're probably going through these things as well. And, you know, your husband or your wife or your spouse or whomever, your boss, you go, you go, yeah, I kind of do it for you. But you realize God says he wants you to do it for him. And when you do that, all these other things will just come naturally and supernaturally. You had some thoughts on this, John. Well, I I just, I don't, I kind of left my mind. I was thinking about this. But anyway, it's just about Jesus. When my wife saw me get, you know, touched with the Holy Spirit, this new thing, she thought it was weird, but then she got touched in a class. Doing a class, the Holy Spirit fell on her. So she just, thank God we fell in this thing together. So we, we, we it, no, in the early days, we would, people that we were in Hollywood getting off at two in the morning and going to pray into an empty church. People don't know that we were doing that even before this. When, as soon as we met, I started walking we're with the Lord. So yes. God is so good. I just give him all the glory and I just see him. What I want to say, look at Jesus, see Jesus. He can change your life. He can heal your body. He can set you free. Yes. And I got to tell you, my friend, as we look at the world right now, I'm going to just use the experience of the clotters to relate to you what's going on right now. There are 
lots of things going on in the world right now that can distract us, take us away from God. But if we get intimate related, intimately related to him and allow him to take control, he can walk you through and past the landmines and get through it. And sometimes he can even use you as an illustration for somebody to your left and to your right, or even your children yes. to uh, follow him. Did you have any thoughts on that, Sandy? I think that's so true. Um, I think one blessing is trying to work things out, you know, in your family. Because, uh, you know, in the ministry that we've been in, you just see so much brokenness. And everybody wants a family. They want someone to belong to. And you need God to make that work. You just can't do it without God and his love. Yes. So uh, let's put a... um a spin on this this segment here, right here, John, about what everything that has happened. You're starting to come into a relationship, in a greater relationship with the Lord. You're, you and your wife are beginning to have a greater relationship with one another and with the family. But the, the temptations and the challenges still go on, and you're still face-to-face with, with, with the world. As a, you know, there was a song that says, And the things of life turn strangely dim uh, in the light of his glory and grace. Were you, was, was some of this world and the temptations and challenges in the world becoming dimmer or what was going on with you okay we were in the world but not of it it's amazing go. both of us saw that whole wild style and we, we we went back we couldn't it was exciting about our our lifestyle now in it but not of the world and and like sandy she just gravitated to having a family being married and this was a new adventure for us uh, and in the lord a lot more exciting than than the music business let me tell you what i've seen in the lord around the world, what I've seen him done, then seen him do is so much more exciting than I saw in the, in, in the music business. And yet I was so blessed. I met all the top entertainers and now to be around the top giants of faith and to know them and to see what God's doing and just to see his presence, to worship him. Mm. I'm just a worshiper. Yes, you are. I'm a, I'm a worshiper. I just worship him and seen miracles in my life. I mean, I, I just had a miracle. My eyes were completely healed. I saw Jesus. I think I told you that. I was, uh, and I've been getting shots in my eyes. And uh, Jesus appeared to me in the doctor's office just last week, and I was healed. And I just prayed for somebody three weeks ago, and their blindness, they were uh, legally blind, was healed. Wow, wow. So I'm seeing God just move around me, and that's the hope. Whatever you're seeing, you have hope in Jesus. Yes, okay. God's on the throne. He knows what he's doing. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And my friend, you may be going through some, through some challenges as well, but he's also, God's also deposited some stuff into you, uh, into you so that you can call on as you have a need for that. And you talk about worship in San Diego County. God's moving big time, and I think there's no mistake that he has, has you, not only in your mu- musical experience, but he has you and... Uh, some of the scars that you've had to, to, to help other people get past those scars themselves. You and Sandy Amen. both. I've seen, I'm seeing you in positions of influence as a mom and dad in San Diego County, a spiritual mom and dad. We're going to talk more about those things and how God can apply this to you in your life. And we will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back with John and Sandy Clotter. We're talking about uh, the rock and roll industry, but how that is in, in uh, John and Sandy Clotter's life. It is also uh, uh, 
transferred into an intimate relationship with the Lord, and he used that as a stepping stone, did he not, for you, John? Amen. And there you were in Los Angeles, and now you're here in San Diego. Tell me that story and why, you know, worship played a role in that. Tell tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Hollywood, I got touched by the Lord. I moved here from Hollywood. I said, Hollywood to San Diego. Fell in love with Encinitas, started doing the drum circle on the beach. I've, I've used my background to bring people to the Lord. A lot of times, my background will bring other people to a church that wouldn't come because uh, they come to see who I am because they remember me, in the, remember me in the business. But it's all about sharing Jesus Christ, filling with the Holy Spirit, touching them, setting them free. So we started doing drum circles on Moonlight Beach. So and, this, this has been a few years now, haven't Yeah, haven't? years we started doing that here. Plus, I started doing worship in all the churches, playing drums. Yes. Uh, and uh, praying for people on the beach and uh, kind of ministered to the New Age community, which I love these guys. The Lord called us to that, to yes. minister to them, doing the street fairs, uh, doing colleges. But the Lord has used my background and my music to bring the good news to people that wouldn't maybe come to a church or come to a ministry they're just, they they want to see about my background, then I can share Jesus Christ. But it's like the Lord, the Holy Spirit has brought us here. And uh, hello to all the Beach Chapel people, by the way, right? <laughs> yeah, Beach uh, Chapel Monk in Encinitas is, is your home yes. church. That's yeah, right. that's our home yeah. church. Uh, and we I, I, I had a church on the beach for years. And then we just met Larry and Holly there and, and migrated there and... Uh, that's, that's our home right now. And, and Mike and Borne Byrne. Mike yes. and Borne are pastor. Bless them. And the Burkharts. The Burkharts. Bill and Bill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know all the guys. Yeah. And so they're all listening. So bless all you guys. Hallelujah. And God's moving, and he's moving in Encinitas like he's moving in San Diego. He's bringing a bright light of the Holy Spirit down. Yes, and one of the things, San Diego in and of itself is a magnet because of the weather, you know, and the beaches and things like that. But but when you realize that God's doing a major work, not only in in the body of Christ, but also in worship and praise in San yes. Diego County, yes. a lot of people are coming to be involved in the worship aspect of San Diego County. Worship was one of the reasons you came. I, I did worship, but you know when we did that drum circle, it was worship. It was worship on the beach. And let me, I, let I, me get the picture here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm walking down. Was it a Pacific Beach? Uh, Moonlight, uh, Beach. Moonlight Beach. Moonlight Beach. Yeah. Okay. Walking. I'm just an innocent guy yeah. walking down. Yeah. Uh, moon, moonlight Beach, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 you hear that there's, heart of God. There's, there's a, a drum beat, and yes. of course, you know, that draws people. So all of a sudden, the magnet of the drums is drawing people to the drum circle, and all of a sudden, they're getting to not only hear about Jesus, but see the lifestyle ministry mm-hmm. of the people that are the musicians. With praise and, and signs and wonders, and people from all over the world that come on vacations, <laughs> people from Israel, Germany. Afghanistan, all over the world were there in that drum circle. And it brings unity, but we were worshiping. It was worshiping our way. Uh, it's hard to bring a electric guitar in the sand, right? <laughs> so we played drums by hand. But the drums, everybody can play a drum. Yes. And so you had worship. available drums we out there for other people. Available. Yes. Wasn't that cool, Sandy? It was great. Pizza, and food, we yes. fed everybody. It was yes. like a church on the beach. And we were worshiping. They didn't necessarily know it, but they could feel the presence, the love of God. Yes. One of the things I've observed when I see you guys in action is when a, a crowd of people start coming and participating in that, they start asking questions. Why are you here? Well, what's going on? And you're singing these songs about Jesus? Well, let me tell you a story. And all of a sudden, many people have, get, get a, a closer walk with the Lord Jesus Christ because of the magnetism of music and the drums. Yeah, yeah and I would put out flyers about uh, being with the mamas and all these bands, which would draw more people into the circle. 
So I'd always give a testimony a little bit. And then we would, at the end, we'd pray for people. At the end of it, we'd pray for people, hang out with them, have fellowship, and, and bring unity to the beach, to everybody. But there was it. a presence of God there. You know, I've, I've observed the beach community uh, in San Diego of late, and there are a lot of people that have different ministries that are going on. They're praying for people who are sick or right. indigent or any one of a number of things. Yeah. But one of the, the, the earmarks of the, these people is they're everyday people. Like, for example, you, you wouldn't necessarily see John and Sandy out there and you go, oh, a superstar. You see, these are humble people who are approachable. And once they're approachable, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit takes over and changes another person's life. That's the thing that strikes me so much in San Diego County. There's a lot of approachable people who, you know, could be uh, major pulpit people, but God has stirred them to go out among the people. Yes. Amen. Yeah. It's, so, just about, it's about the Holy Spirit. It's about the presence of God. It's about love. It's loving them into the kingdom, too. Always, but It says the love of God will bring repentance. Yes. And it's just about, it's getting this love of a community around you. And we just have love for the, within the church and outside the church, bringing what you have in the church, that loving family, and then going out and giving it away. Very good. Uh, Sandy and John, what's God doing in San Diego County from your observation as it relates to bringing the church together, which is bringing unbelievers together? I just see the church coming together. All I, I do, I see all the churches, there's such a unity in San Diego and a unity of worship. As you say, I, I believe the worship has brought unity, the 24-hour worship, like Henry uh, did, right? Henry Haney. Henry Haney. Is, it, it brings a unity, and I'm seeing the Holy Spirit, the unity of the body of Christ, working together, uh, something special in San Diego that we prayed many years ago about, decades. right? All of us, decades, decades ago, decades. we prayed for this unity. And North and South coming together, it's beautiful what the Holy Spirit's doing. Sandy, your thoughts? Um, I just, John seventeen twenty one. Come on. That's uh, just the unity of the body, us with God and each other coming together. That's really um, been one of my things just because of my own family. And I know how important it is to be in unity because when one person is missing or out, you know, going through stuff, it affects the whole body. Yeah. You know, it affects my family. And I just know that God wants us to be together in unity because he's not going to come till we are. Yes. And I, now I'm going to, I'm going to do a switcheroo on you here because we started talking this whole hour about the wrecking crew and their, their success was based on the being able to flow with one another as a one entity. And what God wants to do in these days with his body is to have each one of us identify our skill set and our ability or our yeah. calling and see how it dovetails with the next person in the world of rock and roll that translated into great rock and roll music in the body of Christ. This will translate into God's body, his church, his bride. Triumphant. Triumphant. Oh. Everybody has an important part. Exactly. Everybody has. You're all important. Each one of you is important. We can't do without you. You all make a part, just like in the music. Everybody has to come together on one note and one key, and the Holy Spirit brings you in that one note and that one key. That's right. In Jesus Christ. And, and, but it doesn't necessarily have to literally be music. It can be whatever your calling That's happens right. to be. Right. You know, there are people uh, that are servers, Sandy, and that are just can go out and make sure that a person feels comfortable in a certain environment. That, yeah. that has r- remarkable Amen. Uh, 
a power in, in God's provision as well, doesn't it? So it's not, if, okay, I don't play music, I play radio. Thank you very much. But <laughs> yeah. that's, that's okay. You can be whom you've been called to be, but just Amen. hear the Holy Spirit and be the best you can be, and all of a sudden great things happen because you're in unison with other people. Yes. We've got about a minute or so on this. Would you talk to, to this to our listeners? I just want to share um, how important each person is. I just know that from my own life. I've lived a long time. And God has good plans for us to come together and for you to find out who you are in Christ and to fulfill your destiny in Him yes. and walk in, in unity of His Spirit and love. Yes. My, my, I, I hope you sense, my friend, that God's doing something in this very show, yes. in this very hour. Uh, and there may have been some instances when John Clotter a world-renowned drummer shared some insights of brushing shoulders with other people or the production of remarkable music. God wants to produce remarkable results from you and the believer to your left and to your right. You've got a big part to play in this world, and it's going to change this world for Jesus. Isn't that right, John Clotter? Amen. All I say is, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. We've got about... uh, 30 or 40 seconds, give us a declaration, and then we will move on to the next segment. Meet Jesus Christ. He's ready to come in your heart if you don't know him. Open your heart. Say, Jesus, I need you. Come to me. I need you. Holy Spirit, fall. We just pray conversion that your hearts will be warmed with the Holy Spirit and with the love of God. Yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, we've had a fun with the blast from the past and the present and the future as well with John and Sandy Clotter. Thank you for joining me on this hour. It goes quickly, doesn't it? Yes, it and does. And my listening friend, I want you to know our next hour is chock full as well. We're going to be talking with one of America's great warriors, but he's a warrior in many, many ways. He's a warrior for uh, God's fullness provision to be on you, to you, and through you. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's... a it's a, a, tied to a company as well. It's called the Voyage Institute. And the two principles that I want you to meet in this Voyage Institute dealing with health and every facet from a scriptural standpoint. Are you kidding me? Some of those lingering problems that you've had, it could be mental, physical, uh, emotional. It could be anything else. There are solutions for that. <laughs> We're going to get into what those solutions are using Scripture to empower the words we're going to be sharing. So, Sandy and John, thank you for joining me, Clotters. Thank you so much. Bless, bless, bless. bless. (laughs) And buckle up, because we have more to come when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, And welcome back. We're in our second hour. Can you believe that? We're going to discover some truths, uh, some biblical truths about health. Uh, about uh, every facet of health, whether it's uh, natural, spiritual, and all the stops in between. And I want you to meet uh, my co-host for this hour, John Hintz. And uh, I think we have your partner, Patrick Middleton, on the phone. Patrick, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. It's a pleasure. So we're going to walk through some of these things that uh, uh, God is using mightily through you and an outreach or a a business that you call the Voyage V-O-Y-A-G Institute. Isn't that right, John? Yes, sir. Okay. 
So we're gonna we're gonna delve into those things. And Patrick, even though you are afar, mm-hmm. where where are we talking to you from? Well, I'm actually with my family in Morro Bay, enjoying some vacation time right now. Okay, well, vacations are part yeah. of the big picture for health, aren't they? Absolutely. And <laughs> family time together is absolutely needed and important. I think we're going to probably get into that in some of the dialogue we're going to be sharing through the hour. So uh, let's start with you, John, and Patrick, just jump on in. Uh, Voyage Institute and your vision for that and how it's playing out. So start out, well, let's get just a little bit about your background. You're a military guy. Yes, uh, I am. <clears throat> um, but when we talk about Voyage Institute, I think that there's no better person to do- discuss the, the, the vision and um, how Voyage Institute was started than was Patrick. Patrick, because he was the, one of the, vision- the visionary, isn't that right, that, uh, Patrick? Well, yeah, God definitely put this on my heart. And when I founded Voyage Institute, it was very much a response to this calling, both in life as a counselor and a life coach, and my desire to help people tackle life issues from a Christ-centered perspective. I'm also a social worker for a nonprofit agency providing intensive home-based services to families in crisis, trying everything we can to keep the family together and stabilize the issues at hand. I wow. got my master's degree in counseling for marriage family therapy, been married about eight years, and have two beautiful girls. That's wonderful. And you know, the funny thing is God, what God does is He takes our desires— and he says, okay, well, if it's a godly desire, we'll turn it into a ministry. If it's an ungodly desire, we'll clean it up. And the, there are some aspects of that that you can use for godliness. I mean, he's stirred your heart, and he's given you different visions. My listening friend, I'm talking to you, whatever your vision happens to be as well. But he can take that and he can use it powerfully like nobody else can do. He'll use you because you have that original vision. And it sounds like Patrick Middleton had that vision, and he began to identify this the, the counseling aspect and the compassion for other people, and he was able to actually put it into terms that God gave him, and all of a sudden out pops Voyage Institute. <laughs> so why don't you give a little bit of an a, a update or an overview of this, uh, Patrick, and then uh, instruct us on how John uh, Hintz came into the picture, and then we'll just do a, 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 a trio throughout this one hour. Go ahead, Patrick. Sounds good. So to speak a little bit about Voyage, we're a group of Christian professionals working together to help people journey towards and learn how to discover a life well-lived. That's our tagline, it's our rally call. Uh, that's really what we're all about. And we believe that a life well-lived is one that is Christ-centered, balanced, and full of love, joy, and peace. And right now, we're launching our life coaching services based out of San Diego and Bakersfield, California. And we're promoting our book, which is the Voyage Institute's Roadmap for a Christ-Centered Journey, because we know that by using this as a tool, as a guide through Scripture, in conjunction with life coaching services, it can be an effective way to discover one's God-given purpose in their current stage of life, accomplish amazing goals that God is calling people to accomplish, and then tackle major life issues involving faith, relationships, mental health, physical health, or finances. And John played just a huge role in helping this vision come to fruition. When I was looking for pieces of the puzzle, if you will, there were many pieces of the puzzle that God helped um, me realize that I just didn't have anywhere near what was needed to make this happen. And a part of that piece of the puzzle was a man of God that was already coaching, rooted in Scripture, and had a holistic perspective. And that's when I was coming through looking for that individual, and I stumbled across John Hintz. Yeah, and may I interject here, also a guy who understands the discipline, the the, the discipline uh, from a military perspective, he understands uh, that you just can't talk about things, you got to get it done. So, John, I've... 
did a little bit of research on you, and that's your background from the military has plays a tremendous role in what you are doing here, just from an education standpoint on, on how you deal with life issues. Is that not true? That's true. Um, I started in the Marine Corps, <clears throat> um, but the majority of my adult life, half of my life, was spent in law enforcement. So I recently retired from a local agency here in San Diego. Um, but, yes, it's military, paramilitary background. Yes. Correct. And thank thank God for the for the... Uh, peace officers and that genre of people in San Diego County, we really appreciate all the efforts that, that is, that, that's going on there as well. And my friend, you need to really appreciate uh, the, the structure that God has in his kingdom. There are people that understand about the law the, and how to, to discipline their lives to help other people accomplish what they're doing as well. And, and I see that in law enforcement, but I also see that in a lot of the parachurch ministries that are going on around San Diego County. And I wouldn't know whether you would call this, would you call this a parachurch ministry or just a, a, a Christian-related ministry, Voyage uh, Institute, John? It's a ministry. Um, it's a ministry, period. Yeah. This, is, um, this is what I feel called to do, and, and, and I'm sure this is what Patrick feels called to do, as well as our other cooperating authors. Um, this is a ministry of uh, open healing, um, but it also takes, the book is a call to action. The book in and of itself is a call to action. Yes. You know, I thought in, the, in this show we'd identify different categories of health uh, and uh, speak to that based on how you guys help life coach in, the, in, in that issue. Uh, Patrick, let me ask you a question here because it could be a matter of semantics. I'm not sure I understand the phrase holistic health or a holistic health program. How does that relate to us from a Christian perspective, Patrick? So this is where life is incredibly complicated, and there's just no <laughs> way around it. We have um, an absolute need to have a healthy relationship with God through Jesus Christ. We have a need to be in relationship with others. God made us to give and receive help and be in community. We have our mental health needs. Um, without proper mental health, we don't see things clearly. We have our physical health needs, where we need our energy, vitality, ability to do the things that God is calling us to do. And then finances are incredibly important because those are the resources to, to do the things that we are called to do. So you're talking about so, financial health as well as uh, uh, physical health, spiritual health, financial health, and a whole bunch of other health-related things. Are you not? Absolutely. And, and is that where, where you get the phrase? I'm not sure with the phrase holistic. Is that kind of the whole or a complete uh, health picture? Is that what you're talking about when you say holistic? Yes. Absolutely. Christ centered, looking at the whole person in all major needs. Yes. Yeah. Let me draw an analogy here, and you can speak to that. John and Patrick, if you would, let's use uh, the mechanics of a vehicle, for example. Right. If there's one thing, it could be the tiniest little thing that's awry in the engine or, you know, in the way that you operate this vehicle, uh, every, it has major ramifications. But if you uh, can identify what the problem is and get it solved, everything runs smoothly. And I, it reminds me in Scripture, I think in, in one of the books of the Corinthians, that Paul writes about the body of Christ. One little member in the body has such a great impact. And it's the true, truth with holistic health. Wouldn't that be true, uh, Patrick? And then I'll have John weigh in on this. You, you know, it, it, I guess if you... The scripture I used in the earlier segment was, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It would be accurate to say, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and holistic health will be yours as well. Would you speak to that, Patrick? Yeah, and, and so looking at what God's calling us to do in our relationship with him, so starting with 
seeing things through God's perspective, we can understand how he created life to be, and our attempt of living a Christ-centered life is, is living the way God wants us to live. And there are many blessings from that. I would argue that 99% of goals are rooted in things like the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, our underlying emotions that we desire to obtain, but you know, we're not walking with the Spirit to be able to accomplish that. So we look for an idol or a different process or person instead of the way that God's intended. So you're so, absolutely right. So you're looking, we, we as God human right. beings, we look for something to substitute God uh, for our solutions? Is that what you're saying, Patrick? Absolutely. That is the fundamental flaw. Absolutely. John, you want to weigh in on this? John, I, I absolutely hints. agree. Um, <clears throat> where we fall short is is uh, filling the, the God-sized hole in our life with other things other than God. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, these are holes that only God can fill. Um, and, and that's really why <clears throat> we formatted the book the way we did, uh, starting with our re- you know a healthy relationship with God. What does that look like? Um, and then a healthy relationship with others. The, the, the process, <clears throat> the process is, is done with purpose um, because these are the two commandments Christ left us with, love God and love others. Very good. Um, f- moving forward from there, and once, you know, once we're, we're on the road to loving God and loving others, our perspective begins to change. So when <clears throat> we talk about life coaching, we're talking about uh, present thinking and future thinking. Um, present thinking being our relationship with Christ and what does that mean for our future? And our relationship with others, and what does that mean for our future? Uh, so we change, Christ changes us uh, when we put him on. When we, when, when we take off or we put off the world and we put him on, our perspective changes. And our goals change because our goals are no longer me-centered. Hence the, the name of the book, you know, Christ-centered journey. We, it's no longer a me-centered journey. It's a Christ-centered journey. And that's going to look a lot different. It's going to look a lot different for those that we work with, and hopefully for those that read the book. Yes. And speaking of the book, I'm looking at it now. It's called The Roadmap for a Christ-Centered Journey. And it looks here, and it says in the subtext here, it says, seven authors guide you through the first steps on your unique quest for discovery. And then you talk about faith and relationships and mental health and physical health and finances. I mean, that's a pretty big package. I'll tell you, my friend, you need to dig into this book and thumb through it. I looked through this as a, a marketing guy. I look at this, I'm going, this is very well laid out for having so much stuff. I mean, it's very logical and it has beautiful pictures, which I like looking at. <laughs> so, I'm a former Marine, so I like pictures too. Yes, so. but you're also a former <laughs> Marine, so you know how to put things in, in their proper perspective. Yeah. And one of the things I have to give you hype accolades to Patrick is this is laid out in a very logical systematic way so you can go from page one to two and there's you don't there's no gaps in between so Patrick why don't you tell us how people can find out more about this book we'll be doing this per- periodically through the show but I want you to spend a little bit of time how can people find out more about the, the roadmap for a Christ-centered journey well we want to engage people in conversation we want to know what's on your heart what's going on uh, in your life, whether it's an opportunity you're preparing for or a life issue that you're not sure how to work through or work around. So the best way to engage in conversation is to go to our website, voyageinstitute.com. It's voyageinstitute.com, voyage without the E. 
is really the best way to start that conversation, whether it's um, contacting John or I through cell phones, which are posted on the website, or a contact us page, and okay. starting that conversation about what's on your mind. Well, I wanted to, I want to be able to present this, the, the website, throughout the show, because this is something, my listening friend, uh, that you need to pay close attention to. Sometimes we go, uh, yeah, I know I need to be focused on God, and I know it needs to uh, express itself in every facet of my life, but... How do I do that? We don't know how to do that. This, you'll find this book to be very well laid out in doing that, so we're going to be referring to it in the website throughout the show. But there was a, a phrase that we talked about uh, earlier on, and uh, we're coming close to the end of this uh, segment, so we'll deal with it in the next. But I'm going to tease you with this, my listening friend. We're talking about healthy relationships with God and healthy relationships with others. We're going to walk through uh, what that is going to look like and how you can be transformed uh, every step of the way into the person whom you've always envisioned being and whom God has created you to be. My listening friend, we're going to be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And we're back uh, uh, talking about the Voyage, V-O-Y-A-G, Institute in San Diego and beyond. And uh, two of the key people involved with this, uh, Patrick Middleton and uh, John Hintz. And uh, John is with me in the studio, and Patrick is out on vacation. And thank you for investing in some time with us while you are on vacation, uh, eating lollipops and spending time with your with your family. Hey, Patrick, one of the things that I noticed in the book, and let's spend some time uh, to begin this segment on that, and that is, I'm just reading about the seven authors as they guide you through the first steps on your unique quest uh, of discovery in a variety of holistic healing aspects. Why don't you spend a little bit of time telling us about the quality of the authors for this book, and then I'll have uh, John uh, Hintz uh, add some color commentary throughout. So, Patrick, would you do us the honor? Yes, thank you, and I'm glad I get the opportunity to speak to the caliber of people that were involved in this project. Uh, God is so good. He... Whenever we pray, he always answers. And I remember worshiping in church and, and just thinking about this project and, and the people that were needed. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I want to worship, but I've got this on my heart, God, and, and can you bring people in my life? And in that moment, the first person that God brought into my life for this was Larry Bevins. In that moment when I was worshiping, he was standing right in front. Uh, good friend, solid Christian, man of God. He's the principal for Brand360, and he did a phenomenal job of designing the workbook to be user-friendly and really engaging. So he took the dry words, and as you can see, just did a great job with the layout. Um, so grateful for him. So Larry did that. Steve Morley, also a great friend, solid Christian man of God. He's an executive business coach and former VP for Qualcomm. He wrote the second chapter of the book outlining how all areas of life are interconnected and affect one another. One of the main reasons of putting that chapter into the book is to get people to buy in to not just focus on unilateral goals or single goals, but big picture goals that incorporate all areas of life because they're all interconnected. Dr. Bonnie Headland, she's a psychologist, has been for over 25 years. She's also a director of a nonprofit counseling center serving low-income clients through her church. She wrote about how Jesus demonstrated mental health in the section on mental health and how the fruit of the Spirit can be used as somewhat of a benchmark for mental health, right. walking with the Spirit, which is phenomenal, tying those two together. Jeff 
Cotterman, fitness trainer, nutritional expert, creator of Tri-System Edge, director of the National Association for Sports Nutrition. He wrote the section on physical health, and he did a great job of creating a compelling and informative physical fitness section that really engages people on the, exploring the motivations for physical health, how it ties back to faith, and specific ways to be physically healthy. Jeff Boyd, who is just really talented in many ways, but from a finance standpoint, I want to say he's like a financial guru slash genius. He's a certified financial planner, founder of Phase 4 Financial Solutions. He wrote a great finance section for the book that outlines, again, motivations, biblical-based perspective on what you can do to improve your finances, and, and really the purpose of why we have finances in the first place, to use them for the kingdom of God. So those five authors, plus myself and John, represented a, a huge answer to prayer that God allowed to happen. Yes. You know, one of the things that I hear, when, you, when you're talking about this, Patrick, I'm going, this is the personification of the body of Christ, God's strategy Amen. in bringing his church together, and that is everybody identifying what their skill set is or their calling and how God wants to knit us together. In the, in the church age, we were just very focused on uh, making our church as as best as it can be, but in the in this kingdom age, God is dovetailing everybody's individual skill sets together. And so, what you're doing is you are actually uh, you are your uh, Voyage Institute is actually a prototype of the body of Christ in a manner of speaking. I'm not I'm not trying to speak uh, over you know overly. Uh, flamboyantly in this, but the truth of the matter is the truth, the manner in which you put this together and had different people with different strengths come together to make a cohesive institute, God wants to do similarly to make a cohesive body. Did you want to talk a little bit about that, uh, John, as well? Yes, uh, uh, as far as the body goes, that's, uh, that's a, a great analogy, Kaz, because everybody has a different function, and no function is, uh, is greater than the next. Yes. Um, <clears throat> understanding what our function is, though, because the purpose, I mean, the purpose of us individually as Christians and as a unified body is the Great Commission. Um, I take, I, you know, I'm going to take a little surprise out of it for people, but people wonder what is God's, you know, what is God's purpose in my life? You know, God's purpose for us is the Great Commission, obedience. And that obedience is loving God and loving others. Those yes. are the two great commandments left. And again, that's why, you know, we started uh, the book the way we did, um, specifically when we start diving into... Uh, this personal conversation with clients or the reader of the book, it begins with loving God, which is encased in obedience. Um, but, you know, that obedience for some people looks like um, like they're being chained. Um, some people feel that obedience to God chains them and, and that they're not free. Are you saying it limits them it from limits being who they want to be? Correct. Yes, And that's, again, why we chose the words that we did in the title of this book. While it's a long title, I think it fits the book. It's, we're talking about a Christ-centered journey, not a me-centered journey. That's good. In our uh, Western society, um, in our Western psychology, interesting, though, and I'm going to rabbit trail here for just a second, psychology really means the study of the soul. So the study of the soul should be left to people who stu- actually study the soul, and where the soul comes from, and where, you know, your last guest was talking about, he's a worshiper. We're all worshipers. And our soul needs to worship something. Mm-hmm. And there's only two things to worship, God or man. Um, so 
<clears throat> we're stepping outside of the paradigm of secular psychology and stepping into a Christ-centered journey uh, with our clients um, because that's what we were designed and created to do. We were designed and created as worshipers. Yes. Um, that being said, moving forward and <clears throat> for the next section, as we, as we move into the next session, we take what we learn from our relationship with God and how he trains us up and builds us up through trial, uh, through, through, through difficult times where we're, our, our character is, is built and our, our uh, personalities are, are honed. Um, <coughs> excuse me, we take that and we move that into our relationships with others. Yes. The um, understanding of forgiveness is huge. It's everything. From Genesis to Revelation, it's all one big book of reconciliation. All 66 books of the Bible really are, lead us to reconciliation. And this is where we stumble in relationships. We stumble in relationships and the forgiveness. Um, we don't even know how to ask for forgiveness from people anymore. Well, and also we don't know how to receive it. Exactly. That's the challenge as well. Right. You know what let's do, and Patrick, uh, I will get your input on this as well, Patrick Middleton and John uh, Hintz of uh, Voyage Institute. We talked, we've talked in the generalities of what the uh, Voyage Institute does and your vision for that. I'd like to, in the remainder of this hour, I'd like to dig more deeply on the specifics of how, what this means to my, our listening friends. Sure. Because it was a good idea. We set the stage for these things. Now let's, we want to dig in a little bit more deeply on what this means to me. Okay. Can we do that? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Patrick, one of the things, obviously, you guys have said, and I wholeheartedly embrace and agree, and that is the healthy relationships that we God wants us to have has to do with a healthy relationship with him yes. and his people. And once we get those relationships together, then we can go on about being whom he's called us to be. Correct. So, uh, Patrick, we've got a, about a couple minutes in this segment left, so let's talk, uh, have you begin speaking a little bit about developing that relationship uh, with God, that intimate relationship. And I think one of the key comments that John made was it all begins with forgiveness. And part, part of it is God, we have to understand that God has forgiven our sins before we can let ourselves go and be free to minister or to co-function with other people. You want to talk about the forgiveness aspect from a uh, relationship with God first, and then we'll delve into the specifics. But I want you, Patrick, if you'd be so kind, is to make it one-on-one instead of a general general terms. Patrick Middleton, we've got about a minute and a half in this segment, so why don't you just start the conversation here? We'll consider we'll continue it on the other side. Absolutely. Well, I, I think for me, um, biblically speaking, forgiveness starts with uh, receiving forgiveness from Christ. Mm-hmm. I know when I was. Uh, as, uh, well, really, before I became a believer, first 24 years of life, I walked through life not knowing what it was like to have Christ in my heart and living for Him. So when I approached life, I would approach life from a happiness perspective, and chasing after happiness just doesn't bring happiness, it backfires. So when I work with clients, very specifically what I'm looking at, sometimes in a direct way, sometimes in an indirect way, is, is helping them to take an honest look at their relationship with God. We've got 24 hours a day. How much of that time is spent in relation to God? Are we starting our day with prayer? Are we looking to Him as the answer? Or every time do we have a problem, are we looking to Google and, and doing a Google search? How do I do X, Y, and Z? So I look at the amount of time that people spend with God. I look at the, the quality of their relationship. I have a 
overly detailed assessment that nobody likes, but I like it, so I use it. <laughs> um, I just got a whole bunch of questions, and it examines, you know, the fruit of the Spirit and, and how people enjoy their time with the Lord. Are you enjoying your prayer time? Are you enjoying studying Scripture? I had a, a person I was coaching recently, and he told me, you know what, I, I really, I, I don't normally do this, but what I really find joy in is just reading the book like a Bible and not studying. I enjoy that so much, but I know we're not supposed to do that, so I don't want to do that. And, and I just stopped him, and I said, so you're telling me you're reading God's Word, you're enjoying it, and somehow that's not supposed to take place? <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to have you put a... Uh, uh, ellipsis on this because we're going to have to take a break and we're going to continue that thought and it has to do with this uh, healthy relationship with God and then others and my friend you may have some preconceived notions about the relationship with God that men have told you this is how it has to be but when Holy Spirit has dealt with you it's going a different direction and we want to uh, walk through that and uh, get some revelation on what God really wants you to do in enhancing and increasing your relationship with him. And so uh, Patrick Middleton and John Hintz of Voyage Institute and I will be right back to talk about the deeper things of God. So do not go away because we will be right back. Right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. My name is Jim Garlow. Two things. First one negative, second one positive. Negatively, if we saw the condition of our nation, we would all be in prayer. Positively, if we could see what God could do with our nation, we'd all be in prayer. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we are back, and uh, I have uh, Patrick Middleton of uh, Voyage Institute on the line. He's in vacation, uh, but he's uh, honoring us with his presence. Uh, and then also in studio, John Hintz, and they're both with the Voyage Institute, two of the key players in what God is doing through this to uh, issue counseling and uh, encouragement to God's kids and beyond on uh discovering God's heart for making them all that they have been called by him to be. And uh, Patrick, I appreciate uh, where we left this uh, discussion before the break. You were talking about an individual who uh, felt like uh, he felt like he had to study the Bible when he was already enjoying reading the Bible daily or frequently and enjoying it like crazy, but he felt convicted that he should be studying it, and you had to give him a different perspective on that. Why don't we pick up your story there? What I'd like to do in this segment is not only use this uh, to talk about uh, the relationship with God, but use this as a springboard into the relationship with others. And, and, and John, you can jump on in. So, Patrick, uh, continue that story. Yeah, so with... Um and this is in general for him and, and anyone else. When I hear the word should, I, I, I question it. And I don't believe that message he was receiving was coming from God. I, I believe that in many ways, the devil tries to trip us up. And so if you're enjoying reading the Word of God, whether it's through study or like a book, if you're finding joy, then that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Run with that. <laughs> exactly. We, we create these man-made rules, do's and don'ts, shoulds and shouldn'ts, 
and we don't pay attention to what God's really calling us to do. And I think one of the ways that we find out that we're on the right track is experiencing that joy. And one can have joy when you realize that God has paid the price for us through his son, Jesus Christ, and we are truly, truly forgiven. When we realize that we're truly forgiven and then we don't have to jump through the hoops and we don't have to do these uh, different uh, A, B, C, D, E things, uh, all of a sudden it gives us freedom and uh, we'll find not only our, do we enjoy our relationship and our, with, with God but with one another as well. Uh, John, you want to uh, chime in on this and give some more insights on this? Absolutely. Um, so if, if we're moving from, from loving God, which is, I mean, something we could really take the whole hour up, over into loving others, it's, you know, loving God, and <clears throat> that is the, that's the foundational relationship. So, you know, Patrick's writing a very important section of the book and, and it's imperative that our relationship with God is first built on strong foundation. Because that, again, being foundational, that's that vertical vision. That's the vertical vision that we're supposed to have. The horizontal vision that we have um, is only, we're only able to do that because of the vertical vision. We cannot understand what forgiveness looks like without understanding the gospel. We can't understand what love looks like without sacrifice the gospel. There, so understanding, understanding what God has done for us first, he loved us first. Even when we were his enemies, right? That's scriptural. That this reconciliation can occur between God and us, the one who created the universe. If that can occur, then person to person that can, that can occur too. Yes. And can I, would it be accurate to say, and Patrick, jump on in, that part of the forgiveness is a done deal. We don't have to keep revisiting going, I wonder if he's forgiven me. We'll speak briefly to that, Patrick, that it's a done deal so that we can go on about the horizontal things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, uh, as imperfect, flawed, and just broken, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm a horrible person. If my wife were to join us on the call right now, she would easily point out my flaws. She'd have a whole book. And that's okay. We are imperfect. We're on a journey. Day by day, we're trying to live more Christ-like. But in terms of salvation and forgiveness, the day that we accept Jesus Christ into our heart as our Lord and Savior, that's done. The rest is just trying to grow in Christ-likeness. That's right. And your book is filled with the how-tos on this. And it's not necessarily a how-to. You must do A, B, C. You, you have to have the right heart for this, or else it doesn't even count. You have to, you, you know, you, people can go, you know, as a, maybe as an as a, as a officer in the Marine Corps, you want to get the disciplines in, but the disciplines, uh, while they could save a life, it's the hard attitude behind the disciplines that really make the soldier? That is correct. That it's, it's the practicing. I mean, it's funny, you know, the word discipline, really, the root word of that is disciple. Yes. Is somebody who follows. And... Um, you wouldn't have a military or paramilitary organizations if there wasn't some type of followership along with leadership. So, you know, as we move into loving others, one of the things that um, one of the things that we really, or at least <clears throat> I tried to bring out, is First Corinthians thirteen. It's one of my favorite. We hear in weddings all the time, but um, I think it, it's it's become this wedding uh, verse because. The love between husband and wife is that, that love that mimics, yes. God, you know, Mirror, marriage. Tr- yeah. yeah, is what what mimics the love that we have with God. Although we're fallen, it's the closest thing on earth. And you know, love is patient. It's hard to be patient. So while I, I, you know, we walk through that in the book. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. 
It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. And here we are with, uh, you know, self-seeking, and we're back to this me-centered. Mm-hmm. It isn't me-centered. It's sacrificial. And <clears throat> as we walk through loving others, we work through, in the book, we work through each one of those traits, and what does that look like in somebody's life? And how, does that, how do we live that out? How do we put off the old and put on the new? You know, um, Paul writes in Ephesians 4 all about how it is that we put off the old man and put on the new. The putting on of the new also involves the way we think. As we move into Bonnie Headland's sections, it's, it's a thinking process too. You know, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is righteous, these are the things we're supposed to be thinking about. Instead of thinking about, oh, I just, you know, I sinned against this person or I did, you know, <clears throat> this person did that to me, we're supposed to cover that with right thinking. Yes. And um, the right thinking, you know, that's, that's the heart above all things is wicked, so it's hard to tame. But we tame it with this process that God gives us in scriptures. You know, um, and Paul, he writes about it so eloquently. Speaking of life coaches, I mean, really, Paul was the first life coach. Yes. If you, if you pay attention to the way he pastored and, and brought up churches, and then after he left the church, continued to send letters and, and encouragement, not just encouragement, but uh, the rebuke when rebuke was needed. So it, there was this accountability. Yes. And as coaches, that's what we do. I mean, we come along, our, 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 our clients alongside them, and we, they become accountable. We give them accountability. Oftentimes, that's where we struggle. There is no true accountability. I mean, <clears throat> you know, if my wife and I are um, trying to lose a few pounds, it's really difficult to be accountability partners when we both have a sweet tooth. <laughs> you know, because... You know, I'll look at her and say, um, yeah, do you have a sweet tooth? Yeah, I have a sweet tooth. Yeah, but we shouldn't. Yeah, but, you know, it's just one. And there's accountability. Just one more candy bar, please. <laughs> right. I, you know, or, I'm living the life myself, so I can or ice cream <laughs> or whatever the case might be. But so we need something, you know, we, when, when it comes to accountability, that's the loving others process, too. We also have to, we, you know, in loving others, we learn to build authentic relationships outside of the coaching client. We teach them or or instruct them or show them how to find authentic same it's important this is important uh same sex authentic friendships and when i'm talking about authentic friendships i'm talking about friendships where you can take your mask off and you can be you and you know when you have to confess something um, that you're probably not proud to confess this authentic friend is going to wrap their arm around you and say god's got this covered and i'm walking with you Wow, that very, very excellent example right there. Patrick, um, help us bring this down to ground level that the people that our, our listeners will be experiencing every day. What words of encouragement on this facet do you have to share with them, Patrick Middleton? We've got about a minute or so in this segment, and then we will, after the break we'll deal more greatly into this. Patrick? Well, one specific thing is, is asking the right question. So whether you're in a relationship with your right. wife, a friend, yeah. or just wanting to help someone that you're, you're journeying with, instead of asking the question, what do I want, which a lot of people start from that perspective, and that's wrong because it's flawed yes. and it will break down, start yep. with the question, what does God want? What does God want me to do in this particular situation? What kind of husband does God want me to be? What kind of father does God want me to be? I've got a three-year-old. She's special needs. I love her to death. So what does that look like for me personally with all the other goals that I have? What would God have me do in this moment? Ask yourself that question, and you'll be just fine. Oh, that's very, very good. And this is a good springboard to get out of the, into the 
commercial break and then back out of it to start talking more about this. But you know, my listening friend, we talk about holistic health, which ha- covers every aspect. But you'll realize as we as we talk into this, once you get these primary facets or these primary pieces together, all the other pieces fall into into place as well. So it's the relationship with God and realizing that you're forgiven. And then once those pieces are in place, then it's easier for you to at least comprehend how to forgive one another. And once that gets into place, all the, the, the financial aspect works, the, the, the physical health, physical aspect works. We're going to talk about that in the next segment, my friend. And you're going to realize that God has been putting a puzzle together with you and in your life. And you realize that uh, all you need to do is just hear his voice and respond to him, and all of a sudden all these pieces fall into place. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that as it's broken down in Voyage Institute's Roadmap for a Christ-Centered Journey. And I'll tell you, we're having a great time with Patrick Middleton and John Hintz, and we will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back, a big topic uh, dealing with uh, holistic health, which is really health in every facet of the human being, not only with God, but with uh, yourself and then with one another. And uh, we're talking uh, with Patrick Middleton and uh, John Hintz of uh, Voyage Institute in San Diego and beyond. And John, when we were in the break, I was thumbing through the book and ran across this, what you call the wheel of life. Let's use that as the springboard into this last segment because we want to start drilling down. And my listening friend, we want, we've kind of set the stage and given you some truths. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to dig more deeply into those. And John Hintz, why don't you take the ball here and Patrick, get ready to jump on in. Okay. So, um, yeah, we would be remiss if we didn't go on talking about the uh, content of the book. And one of the things that we're, we really like, and one of the things that um, Patrick and I developed was this thing called the Wheel of Life. And the Wheel of Life is a diagram that you're going to find in every chapter from loving God all the way through to finances. And what it is is just a, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a pictorial um, that allows the, the reader to uh, rate themselves. And um, in, this, in, in the rating of it, they're able to really kind of see, and it makes it a, a tangible thought where their balance is lacking. So in loving God, there's five different areas or five different spokes. It's faith, prayer, meditation, peace, scriptural study, and personal development. And there's, okay. And so we have them weigh themselves on that. Another process that we came up with is an acronym. It's called STEP. And the STEP process, of course, it goes with the, the, the voyage um, uh, motif. The STEP process is really just a way of filtering out what a goal really looks like. What does a goal look like? Is it a wish? Or is there, is there control to the end result? If there's control to the end result, it can be made a goal. Yes, it's realistic. It's realistic. So, you know, there, we have processes in the book. There's charts and tracking and, and all kinds of different things that, we, that you as a person reading the book can do, but what we would rather do with you as a client, just for the accountability accountabilities portion of, of the, the coaching. So, um, if Pat, if you'd like to speak to um, some of the other things we've, we've, we've um, put into the book, I'd appreciate it. Yes, and also give us a scenario. What are we looking at? Are you t- when you're talking about you have clients, are these people that are in business or individual consumers? or Who, 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 who is that? Is it our listeners, Yes, I've, I've had clients that range anywhere from um, the unemployed to very well-employed. Yes. So, Okay, uh, Patrick, uh, drill down. It's all yours. Yeah, and, and like John was saying, the step process, um, which we really believe encompasses 
our vision and, and journey that we help our clients work through is setting goals as steps in their journey. So the step is S-T-E-P-P. S is specific goal, which we already touched on. T is time bound. Make sure you put a, a date and time when you want it accomplished. E is enjoyable. We threw in enjoyable because when you look at all areas of life, faith, relationships, mental health, physical health, finances, it can be a little overwhelming. The reality is, if we're really making progress in a balanced way, living out God's uh, intended purpose for our lives, we do have to take into account all of our, our needs. So if we throw in joy and we plan around enjoying the process, like my person that I was coaching before who was reading the Bible and found joy in that, doing activities like that create a, a sense of recharge for the soul and your energy to where you can, if you're going from one enjoyable activity to the next, when you get down the line to the, the activities that are not that enjoyable, you, you've been able to recharge those batteries to get through it. Um, P, pertinent, make sure it pertains to other areas of life. So if you're going to set a goal, and, and this is real, I'll just speak to the guys that are listening. If you're married, you got to get on the same page as your wife. You cannot set a major life goal if your wife's not on board. Don't do it. It's going to backfire. And I all tried. the women said, amen. amen. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Patrick. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just we as men have to step up and lead from a position of, of service. So got to get on the same page with your spouses. And if you're going to do a major life goal, it's got to be taking into account your spouse's uh, not only limitations, but also their strengths. And we as guys are not complete without our other better half. Exactly. So, um, and then the last P, we threw in an extra P just because we wanted to. We're different, unique. Uh, hey, why not <laughs> spell step with an extra P? Uh, is possible. So the right. difference between a goal and a wish is right. whether or not it's possible. It possible right. So if you're setting specific steps, S-T-E-P-P, then you're uh, looking at it from a realistic standpoint, knowing that the purpose is to grow in faith, closer to God, in relationship with others, with a healthy mind, healthy body, and your finances in order. Right. Wow, that's right. So and that's you, you, what you mentioned there, Patrick, I think is very important to stress as well. We we talked about holistic healing and health, and, and that also includes uh, the actual physical health and the finances, And it, but they have to be in their proper order here. That's um, correct. So, so uh, speak to that. We've only got maybe three or four minutes. Can you believe it in this segment? But I right. want you to make sure that we say everything we want to say in this three or four minutes, Patrick. And we need to also make sure people know how they can find out more, not only about the book, but also becoming having a relationship with you guys. So can I take this, Patrick, on the last two? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So um, and, and because of the, the time constraint here, I'm just going to say that when we talk about finances and health, we're talking about stewardship. God, give us, God gives us our body in whatever condition he gives it, and our finances is the way he blesses us. We're to be stewards of both. Um, the, the story that I'm reminded of when it comes to stewardship is, of course, the, the, the story of the ten talents. And the, the one, I won't go through the whole story, but the one um, um, servant who did not do well was called wicked. The rest were called, or, or were told, well done, good and faithful servant. So we're, we're, we're to steward well, not just our bodies and, and um, our finances, but the earth. I mean, I, I don't want to get into a long conversation about that, but we're to steward well what we're given. Mm -hmm. 
So the, the, there you go. So let's bring this let's bring this to a close. Let's start. Let's let's give people a way that they can find out more about the book. Again, the website, John, is Voyage Institute. Voyage is spelt without an e, so v o y a g Institute dot com. On there, um, you can purchase the book. Uh, you can also find it on Amazon. And um, if you'd like to get in contact with Patrick and I, there is an info um, on that website. There is an info p- portion where you can write to us. And we will respond as soon as we possibly can. Very good. Patrick, I'm going to ask you to give a word of encouragement to our listeners as far as, you know, they may be in different steps of the process that you're outlining in your book, you know. And I want you to be a voice of encouragement to them that God has a big plan for them and a big plan for them to be the fullness of of his plan for them. And a lot of time we just may find ourselves maybe one third of the way or maybe one eighth of the way. Would you be a voice of encouragement to these people and uh, uh, end with some thoughts about how you guys created this book and one of the ways to make this happen? So Patrick, why don't you take it here? Well, I appreciate that. And I just want to uh, really piggyback off of what you're saying. God is good. And for those that are listening right now, he has an incredible plan and purpose for your life. All those things that you've been through, all the negatives, every every pain, um, issue, life challenge that you have gone through, are going through, will go through, there's a purpose behind it. Amen. And God is calling you to step in faith towards Him. And He has gifted you amazing talents and resources to be able to fulfill a very specific purpose. Yes, a part of that purpose, globally speaking, is to bring others to Christ. But in addition to that, for those that are married, there's a purpose why you're married. And, and God wants to use that for him through you and for your benefit as well. So whatever you're faced with, whether it's a challenge, an obstacle, a life issue, just know that God is good. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants you to get through it, get through it well, leaning on him. Yes. A lot of times in life, for me personally, the best things that ever happened to me were things that I didn't ask for. That God brought me down my knees in prayer, and yes. it turned out okay. Well, one of the things that you say there is you may not have asked for them, but God knew that you needed them to go to the next phase. Absolutely. <clears throat> my listening friend, we've had just a remarkable time with John Hintz in the studio and Patrick Middleton on vacation, sort of. <laughs> so there with the Voyage Institute, and we're going to close this by once again reminding you of the website, John, and then I will close this. One more time, it's Voyage Institute. Dot com Voyage is spelled without an E, V-O-Y-A-G, institute.com, and the books can be purchased there as well as contact can be made yes. with Patrick and myself. Patrick Middleton, what an honor to have you on with us, and John Hintz, what a joy. I, my friend, I hope this has helped open your eyes as to what God's plan for you is, and he wants you not only to realize that there's a goal out there, but he wants to equip you to fulfill it. Equip it, yes. We're going to talk more about this in other shows with other people, because that's the underlying plan for God, is to make you all that you can be, to have an intimate relationship with him and one another. And my listening friend, what a joy to have you on this two-hour show on Come Together San Diego. And Patrick, John, and Kaz say... Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego. 
next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.